Sunday, March 6, 2022, the first Sunday of Lent. Christ was tempted. Yes, even Christ was tempted. So shall we be tempted, for sure. A misunderstanding of the temptation of Christ is the misrepresentation of the devil. The devil is often presented as wearing vulgar attire and shapes with tails and horns, which reduces the temptations to an external struggle. We would do well if we identify that the devil does not present itself as vulgar creatures, but as the most enticing and adorable dreams of the world. The temptations will make us hallucinate the best things in the world and convince us that they are real. Moving the sight of the temptations outside the self is frivolous, a clever tactic to exonerate oneself from falling into the pits of inner temptations. But we will meditate upon that later. For now, we look at the biblical context of placing the temptations in the desert. The initial site of Jesus' temptation is the desert, after the 40-day fast. That should ring a bell, reminding us of the desert of Sinai, where Israel wandered for 40 years. It is a metaphor for a period of temptations. Israel fell prey to every temptation. They started worshipping other gods so to receive tasty food and pure water. They grew nostalgic and homesick for slavery and the servile pleasures it offered, instead of pursuing their destination. They were distracted and disillusioned. Jesus was going through the temptations of Israel in the desert. Where they failed, Jesus emerges victoriously. When the temptations are understood as the inner struggle of Christ, they become metaphors of our personal tendencies to sin, the struggle we undergo to overcome temptations. The devil appears in clever rationalizations. No one would have blamed Jesus if he had turned some stones into bread and ate. But such rationalizations do not match the values of Christ, who considers them as justification of sinful deeds. Interestingly, one of the clever rationalizations is quoting scripture to suit one's own desires. The devil quotes not some interesting novels, but scripture itself. We too use this rationalization. The quoting of the scriptures by people who do not live by them. Reasoning out the cause and effect of what we say or do is important. It is not evil, but a quintessential way of living human life. But when we reason out using scripture to justify our own desires, the reasons are likely to be defenses, not logic. The temptations of Jesus take place in the desert, just as most of our temptations take place in the desert. 
the desert is a metaphor for the time and spaces where there are no spectators, not even one's own reflective self. When all the spectators are gone, one stops acting for others. Then, the real self emerges. Everything one does will be tried by the values one believes in and lives out when no one else is there to evaluate. For Jesus, too, there were no witnesses to these temptations. Unless Jesus told this to his disciples, no one would have known about it. That is one reasoning we have carried on from childhood. No one can see me. It sounds like an everyday temptation ringing in our ears, right? Jesus could have easily fallen into that temptation and not spoke about it. Or he could have won over the temptation and could have felt embarrassed about the fact that he was tempted to begin with and could have created an image of himself as someone beyond temptation. The fact that he chose to speak about it to the disciples tells how he wanted to train his disciples, keeping them constantly aware of the possibility of temptation. When the tempter leaves, he leaves only for the time being. It is evident that Jesus was tempted not only at this moment, but at other times as well. On one occasion, Jesus identifies Satan in Peter and calls him so. In the opening scene of the film, The Passion of the Christ, there is a snake, the primordial tempter slithering over the feet of Jesus in the garden. Symbolizing that temptation was not just contained to the Garden of Eden, but made its way even to the Garden of Gethsemane. The prayer of Jesus to move the chalice of pain away from him is as much a temptation. The cry of Jesus from the cross, Lord, Lord, why have you abandoned me? is as much a temptation. Thinking that the Father, who pushed him to this fate, has forsaken him at his loneliest moment. Well, these are our temptations too, though in smaller doses and in lower intensity. When was the last time I encountered a temptation, endured it, and emerged victoriously? That will be a lovely memory to cherish my becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm.